We're here at the Western Hunting Expo. Uh, welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus. I'm here with Rihanna Carey, sitting across from me from my good buddy, Willie Schmidt. It's amazing who you run into at this show. Oh my gosh, trying to get over here. If the reason I was late is because you just run into someone you know you, every corner. I know, I know, and you can't get away from... And you, This is a good show, especially on Thursday, because you can, there's more time to talk. Mm-hmm. And I know you're super busy, Rihanna, because you've got event after event after event with mountain ops happening yeah yeah wow. we had our kickoff party last night which was amazing while he was there yep. and yeah we were really trying to bring a newer crowd you know to the mule deer foundation it's a lot of guys who have been you know in the mule deer foundation for a long time they you know go to the banquets and stuff like that and we just want to get more like of the younger crowd because mountain ops you know we have a lot of the younger crowd we wanted to get them involved and have them come and be a part of you know the mule deer foundation and try and get them to sign up for lifetime memberships and stuff like that and, and so Hopefully, that's our goal, is we just want to bring more awareness to Mule Deer Foundation and conservation and all the things that they're doing. I heard that Jordan, in his typical style, <laughs> is going to give all this stuff to kids, and then he forgot to bring the stuff. Oh, to at the Mule Deer uh, Foundation. Yeah, last night, he said, last and night. then he ended up tearing little pieces of cardboard off and oh. riding mountain ops on it. So this was at the Hush movie oh, night. Oh, the Hush movie The night. Hush movie night. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Oh, I didn't know that he promised that. He was going to be at my party and I'm seeing, and then, you know, we needed somebody at Hush because they're great partners of ours too. And so we were like, go on, go to Hush party and all MC. So I took on the MC job and I've never done it before. So I was definitely nervous, but... Yeah, well, from an objective outsider's perspective, <laughs> I number you did one, great. she did, who's been to a lot of those kickoff parties, yeah. that was by far the best attended, the oh. most energy, and people stuck around till the end. So I think it was a tribute to your partnership of bringing a fresher look to things. Yeah. And then the uh, the entertainment was great. Yeah. And I just think it kept people engaged there because it used to be kind of like afterwards, eh, you know, shortly right. after, like, what's going on? Nothing really, and would leave. So yeah. I think kudos to the partnership and what you're trying to bring to the table. It, oh, like I awesome. said, from from my perspective, it paid dividends. Good. I'm so glad. You know, it's so hard looking from an outsider, like putting putting it on and putting it together. Like you're so enthralled in the moment that you don't even realize like what's going on around you. Like you just want people to have a good time. And so it's like, am I doing my job? And I'm glad. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. It's good to get uh, unsolicited uh, input, yes. you know, on something that you yeah. work hours and hours on. And then you're like, okay, I hope that went over well. I felt good about it, but yeah. you know, so. Right. So. I can give this to you later. This little oh. little business here, people. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, perfect. 19 Report and then our thank you booklet. Oh, awesome. Um, just uh, what we'd like to do, and uh, heck, I'm an open book. We All our partners yep. that we work with, we, we have our favorite photos from the year. Yeah. So we go through this there and awesome. we put up put a, uh, a thank you booklet, which is kind of a coffee table book for those of you who can't see it. Um, and it's basically, we go through our favorite photos of that, that, that involve that company and a put a, a thank you booklet together because, you know, it's it's partnerships. Willie and yeah. I were just, before you walked up, Rihanna, Willie and I were just talking about the, the keys of partnership in this industry mm-hmm. and um, how important it is. So uh, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. This is awesome. Thank you so much. But it's beautiful. And I love your photography. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm and glad. And I like that picture. That one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <James>. Hardesty. <laughs> he is awesome. He is, that he, is, he is awesome. awesome. I've got a lot of pictures of my face looking like that. Yeah. I don't usually share them, but. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted to do a podcast with you uh, yeah. f- 
first of all, introduce you, your role at Mountain Ops. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to hear, because you texted me your elk. when you Right after you killed your oh, elk, yeah. I think you and I were texting back because yeah. we were going somewhere and I needed something. And you were in the mountains hunting. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't and get it, it to you because of this. <laughs> and it was this picture of this beautiful bull elk yeah. and you. But I, I want to hear that story. But introduce yeah. uh, your position and how, how you fit into the Mountain Ops family. Yeah. So I um, have been with Mountain Ops since they started. And Willie, you're with Wilderness Athlete, aren't you? So this is funny. This, is, But, you know, I have tried Wilderness Athlete. You guys make great products, too. And, you know, it's awesome stuff, too. I don't. I just drink it. Well, you just drink it? <laughs> I, I was there when it was founded. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, There's I'm, some backstories with yeah. me and Mountain Ops, too, when that whole yeah. thing started. So but it's, here's oh, the deal. It's okay. all good. Here's I mean, the deal. People, it's an no, all, it's they're all great people, yeah. and they're great products. Yes. And the set. Yeah. But uh, so go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm the new blood there. So, yeah. you know, it's no, they're, it's all awesome. But, you know, starting the company. And I mean, I think that the they came out around the same time. So I've been with them since um, for the past five years, Mountain right. Ops. So I've worked with them um, just more on the ambassador level because I was kind of doing that before I was doing anything, um, you know, hunting a lot and whatnot, and just naturally, you know, being successful and sharing pictures or whatever. So I kind of got started in the industry that way. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was uh, formerly a nurse. So that's what I was oh, doing really? before. Yep, okay. formerly a nurse. And I just love the outdoor industry. I love the people. You know, I've known Willie since I was introduced into the industry Probably. what six years ago Probably. five five yep. six years ago so um it's just such a cool group of people and so much fun to be a part of all of these shows are so fun there's so much work and you're like going from seven in the morning right. until sometimes one two o'clock in the morning right. but it's all worth it because it's right. so fun and you have such a good time so naturally i'm like okay what could i do to like be in this more full time and get paid to actually do what i love so um i just talking with jordan and casey they were just asked me they said hey you know what are what are your plans? What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to hunt, but you know, I'm going to probably keep nursing and whatnot. And um, they're like, well, like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I just, like I said, I just want to hunt. And they're like, well, what if we kind of made a position for you like that at Mount Ops? Okay. I do a lot more than just hunt. Let's right, just make right. that clear. Yeah, that's but, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, they're like, uh, we'd love to have you come and um, take on our ambassadors. And so I'm doing our strategic partnership managing. So I manage all of our ambassadors, content creators, and um, brand partners that we work with um so yeah that's what i've been doing for the past year with them how cool is that to be able to hang with some creative son of a guns huh? and all my friends it's all people yeah. i know right yeah. like cameron haynes and um eva shockey like i've all i've been good friends with all of them since before i was with the company and that's what i told them too i was like honestly like i know i'm your friend but like i have your best interest at heart and i made that clear with mountain ops it's like right. if i come in and i work for a company like i am going to make sure that everything's fair and like you know great right. for the partnerships and make sure that they thrive and that they're too weighed because I know what it's like being an ambassador and not being valued and not being, um, you know, uh, shared and, and not having a cohesive partnership. It makes you right. not want to share those partners that you work with, right? And so it's like, I want everyone to like, want to work with us and be happy right. and proud to support the brand and all of that stuff. It's all about, um, yeah, relationships. And so that's, yeah, kind of what I do with Mountain Ops. And you're, uh, you were officially, you're, you're about a year in officially, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I, mean, I mean, you've been with Mountain Ops, but this, in this role, you're about a year in. Yeah, October of 2018. 
team. Okay, so yeah. even more than a year. Yeah, a oh, little gotcha. bit over a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. so it's awesome. It's fun, and I'm just loving it. Yeah, I remember our, uh, our first conversation. I, I had met you before, kind of in a roundabout way, yeah. right? You know, but then, so I knew you, who you were, but it was nice to, f- our first phone conversation, and say, okay, now what do you do? And, and, and you know, because we had ideas with uh, Jordan, and here we are, we had brainstormed, and all this stuff got to come out. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was this building of this relationship. Well, now you're introduced, and it's put, we basically in a good way are put on your plate yeah okay hey this is another company or relationship you need to manage so mm-hmm. you and I had to kind of create our own relationship yeah. so then we could say okay here's where we're at here's what you need here's what we're going to create uh, and then there was times which was really awesome for us you I need this guys yeah. I need these promo pictures of because we're running this promotion and so we were able to to I hope oh yeah yeah step yeah. up and 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 fill that void and For that's sure. what a partnership is yeah no doubt communication is key in any right. relationship whether it's partnership your you know husband your wife whoever it is right. so I feel like um, yeah that's the most important thing is just letting people know what you need what your needs are and never making assumptions that they're going to do what you want you have to tell them what you want so yeah that's one thing that um, I've tried to do and it's a learning experience I've never done anything like this before so it's like you know you kind of learn as you go and of course you stumble sometimes but it's like you know you have um, the best interest at heart and you right. just want to you know see others succeed and succeed yourself so that's I want I want to be very uh, um, respectful of your time oh yeah 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 so yeah, but, but, it, yeah. I, but before so if you need to bail you need to bail but yeah. I gotta hear about the Elkhart oh my gosh okay that okay, was literally so the coolest Utah, thing Utah was this just a general tag I mean t- no t- so it was Oregon so it's well, Oregon I thought, for mm-hmm. some reason I thought it was Utah probably because I had I'm associating you with Mountain Ops and oh you in got Utah. a tag here and you yeah. so you were back in Oregon back in Oregon okay. so I had just moved to Utah and I uh, didn't have time to do a ton of scouting. You know, I have this new job. I am working a lot. And so um, I'm born and raised in Oregon, from Oregon. And so uh, I had an area that I had hunted with my buddy, uh, Corey Staniforth, mm-hmm. for the past like four or five years. We've hunted there. And um, and I've always kind of moved around different areas and had success in other areas, but never in this one specific area that I've hunted with him. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were going back this year. I went for the early season because I was like, I just want to try and get it done. Like, it's hard. When it's September, hits like you know to wait to the third or fourth week in September to go after elk but you want to get out there you're just like I want to go like the season started so I went early season and I didn't have luck so we were there for seven days I I was able to take seven days Um, we were there for the early season and we were close they just weren't bugling it was hard to find them they do one bugle shut up you know how early season is you just have to basically stumble up upon them so I was like you know I can use my time better somewhere else I'm gonna go and do some work and then try and get back here if I can so I was able to come back um, for like four or five days and that was the magic number so went back to the area Um, the first the first week I actually was going with Corey and the first hour he calls me and he's like because he went for the morning hunt we were going to show up and get there in time for the evening hunt with him well he calls me shot a ball I was like you (laughs) jerk I was like seriously I'm coming all this way to help you pack out an animal and I didn't even get to see you shoot it I didn't even get to be involved but I love him so I was like 
okay, well, we'll be there. We'll help you pack it out. So we were able to help him pack it out. And he has a family. So he went home to his wife and kids and, sure. you know, whatnot. And so I was like, go, just go. You know, my boyfriend was with me, Jeff. And so um, I was like, I'm good. I got this. Like, and I was the only one with a tag. Um, I got Jeff a bow this year so he could go Ooh. with me um, in the future. But yeah, he had never bow hunted before. So, um, so it was cool bringing him along to this really cool special area that I've always hunted with Corey. There's so many elk there. There's a lot of bulls. Um, actually, the bull to cow ratio, I feel like there's more bulls to cows, which is really? which is hard to find, I feel like. Yeah. And so there's a lot of competition. And yeah, I, I mean, I probably saw 10 bulls in that first seven days that I was there and like two cows. Not really? kidding. Wow. Yes. I'll be done. Yeah. So it's a, it's a super awesome area. Anyways, well, um, we go back. We're in uh, the same spot. Corey isn't with me, but Jeff is. And um, we had been, we decided to camp somewhere else. It was the first day back. We decided to camp somewhere else than we normally did and um, head into my special area the next morning and drive in. And so drive in, kind of get a little closer and then do a hiking. It's like five miles in or something like that. So, um, cause I know no one ever goes there. So I'm sitting there, we're camping at night. We're in our tent bulls are bugling all around us crazy really? all night long oh, that's like five awesome. or six bulls and i'm just sitting there like oh my gosh can it be morning already like right. they are they're literally outside our tent so i'm like okay well not going to that other spot stay in here and um we woke up they're still bugling going crazy like five of them and so um we kind of head down they're heading down into this ravine they go down there in the mornings um there's water down there and then they come up to the tops at night right. um and so we're kind of following them along for a good like two and a half hours because it's so thick like it's a ton of jack pine a lot of down timber and no trails none so you right. have to pick your way through super right. slow right. otherwise they're going to hear you or you're going to bump them and they're going to see you so we're just taking our time like picking our way through kind of shadowing them through yeah, shadowing them right. listening waiting <laughs> stopping a lot of still hunting just kind of seeing where they're at and we actually did come up on a bull um still hunting that but he was about 60 yards and feeding kind of in through the jack pine and so i was like well there's definitely a herd like close by or he's by himself but there were still bulls bugling he was not so um i was like well okay just wait just wait it out and and then we'll kind of sneak up. Well, we snuck back up and um, after he had disappeared into the brush and bumped the herd. So I was like, well, crap. So this sucks. Um, but I'm like, you know what? Just give it some time. There's tons of elk here. They'll settle down. Like they didn't know what it was. Our wind is good. So like maybe they just heard the stick because it's so thick. So I'm like, well, just give it time. So um, maybe another hour and a half later, we get to the bottom and we're just kind of like hanging out there. We, I'm like, kind of hope is lost at this point. You know, you're like, okay, it's about 10 30, 11 30 and they've shut up they've stopped bugling and you're just like gosh dang it well that sucks sitting there eating a snack in the bottom and um bull bugles a hundred yards from me really? yeah a hundred yards awesome. i'm like oh my gosh he's literally right there it's so thick though so i'm like okay well I, I saw a good game trail and um i told my boyfriend i was like you just stay here with the camera i'm gonna work my way up this game trail um super quiet and hopefully i'll i'll see him well i as i'm starting to go up this trail i can hear him i can hear a bunch of twigs breaking and i'm like oh my gosh okay well they're there so um and then bugling uh, there was two bulls bugling so one really close and then one kind of farther away so i think the situation that was happening was he was kind of rounding up his cows to bring them away from that other bull that was kind of farther down the ridge. So he's rounding up his cows. Cows are coming straight to me. 
Like I see them get down, I'm on their trail, they're wanting to go down and I'm like, well, crap. So um, I'm just kind of like hunkered down, I knock an arrow and they come by me at eight yards and I just hear this like craziness in the brush and I'm like, oh my gosh, here's this is a bull coming. Luckily he's pushing his cows, right? And right. So, so they're kind of running from him and they're right. preoccupied so they didn't right. even see me there. They were gonna come down that trail, but here comes the bull, he's bugling. You can hear his rack hitting the trees. I knew it was a bull, I didn't even look at his antlers the whole time seriously I'm like okay when am I gonna draw when am I gonna you know okay I have this one opportunity because he's running literally running looping around his cows already go in front of me and he's coming around and I know he's gonna come right where his cows did because right. he's pushing sure. them. so he loops around and comes straight to me on a dead run stops <laughs> I'm already at full draw he comes to me at a full draw or at um, a dead run he stops bugles how far is he from you 10 at this? yards oh my goodness <laughs> i have it on film so i'll show you guys awesome. it after yeah. this have it on film he stops at 10 yards and i'm already at full draw and he starts bugling right in my face and i just freaking sent it i was just looking at that one spot that his front leg ball? no he was broadside oh he was broadside yeah, oh so he, he wasn't broadside. He, oh that's much oh, yeah. much gooder much gooder much gooder oh 100 percent. and he's at 10 yards and i was already at full draw i had my peep set and i just followed him that whole way when he and came so he stops he bugles yeah. and you send it and i just send it and i didn't even look at his antlers the whole time i could tell right. that he was a big bull, right, sure. but I, I didn't know the caliper until i went back and i watched the video and I was just like, oh my gosh, that was crazy how that all <laughs> happened. And he literally stopped at 10 yards. I didn't even have to stop him. I was prepared to, but he, it was just worked out perfectly. So is your boyfriend calling at all? No, neither one of us are so calling. So you guys oh, aren't making no. a peep you just were the in. whole time. We did not make a peep the whole time. I was wow. still like, I didn't want them to know right, that we sure, were there. Sure, I was like, sure, we're, sure. we are going to walk up on him. There's so much going on. There's so much activity. So like, I'd crazy. rather just slip in there. And, and sometimes you're better off. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because they don't, they're creating the mm -hmm. excitement. You don't have to start. That. You that's, can find them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know where they're at. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Partially, but um, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah, shot him, and uh, it was a perfect shot. And I just turned around and looked at my boyfriend because he's never seen that before, you know. And and he's filming, and I'm like, oh my gosh, did you film that? And he's like, yes, yes, I did. So he's he like, was that was a giant, and I was, was like, excited. Oh. he was so. I mean, he was so excited. He was more excited. His reaction is better than mine because I literally sat there with my mouth agape for like ten minutes. I'm like. Well, in the video. And, and I look really attractive. I'm just like, <gasps> it, it, <gasps> I couldn't close my mouth. Is he, uh, he was, he's not a hunter. He um, was a rifle hunter. So okay, he's okay. shot so elk he, and deer with rifle, right. but so, never a bow. So in this situation, here you are. Yeah. This is, you know, you've had experience with Corey and, yeah. and, and uh, hunting. And, right. Now you come in there, you take him in there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was so cool. That's cool. And it was awesome for him. You know, he's a hunter and he knows, you know, like basics of what to do, but it's like stalking and getting closer is so much harder. And so, yeah, it was, it was cool. He was like, I feel like I'm just following you around, but I'm having so much fun doing it. Cause it's just, it's cool to be out in nature. Yeah. There's, and there's no way ne better nature. to like. Nature. Ne ne yeah, nature. Nature's neat. There's no better way of making sure that you're compatible with someone than taking them uh, in the woods with you because uh, it's a hard and it's, you know, you have to make sure you talk to each other right. And, you know, it's different hunting with like my girlfriends than with him. You know, it's right. any relationship is going to be that way. So it's just, it's fun. It's so much fun. And you have a great time and like have a deep connection, not just in nature, but to each other. So it's, it's, it was cool. And then to actually be successful and make it happen. Right. And then for it to be the, big bowl of that I right. I mean I never even dreamed of you know I'm wow. like I'll shoot a spike I even thought about shooting a cow because I want meat for my freezer right, sure. um, and so I was like whatever gives me a shot you know that's typically that's the hunter right. that I am and so <gasps> 
for that. When I walked up to it, I couldn't even, I was just, I was just floored. I was like, so oh my goodness. What, what was your pack out like? Because y- you. So we had gone down the ravine and it wasn't, um, it was about two miles up to the top. Well, okay. two miles up to the top or three miles out the bottom. Right. So I was like, let's go at the bottom. Let's right. go at the bottom. Smart thing to do. Then there was a trail. Kind of, um, it was 1.5 miles the trail was. So halfway, there's a trail. It'll be okay. No. <laughs> no. Worst pack out of my life. I'm not kidding. I was like, I wanted to turn back around and go up the hill. Honestly, really? I was, oh, yes, because it's a lot of downfall. There's no trails. Oh. And it's through the bottom of a creek. And so logs all over. It's not a good tr- tr- creek. And with how long his tines were, I mean, they were at my feet. Right. Basically. So you're basically dragging him out. I'm dragging him over out. Over deadfalls. Oh, my gosh. And there's never a trail, thing. at least in my, no. uh, you get a mature bull. And Mm-mm. a trail's not wide enough. You're still going to catch on mm-hmm. all the brush on the side. hundred yeah. percent. I'm, I'm, I'm vertically challenged, so I'm close to the ground. So I'm in the same boat. Whenever yeah. I'm packing out a bull, if he's decent size, I'm, he's going to be dressed. And I can't pack him out upwards because that's stupid. Yep. You know, so you end up, yeah, you end up kind of kind of almost digging in uh-huh. and you just was it just the two of you packing out your bowl? just the two of us oh my goodness yeah we that's did a two good trips. bonding experience hey. too. oh my gosh right? yes it, he did so good because i literally i was like dying i i can't even believe that i did it with how much weight i had his head and i had his cape and then i had some meat too Ooh. and the cape is a lot heavier oh, than yeah. you mm-hmm. think oh. i had to stop and take some meat out and um go back because it was so like it was pinching you know when you get that mm-hmm. pinching feeling yeah. on your hips and you're yeah. like okay this is not worth it so i took a little bit out and it still was really tough but that was the worst part was it dragging and so yeah. I wish I would have like put a I wish I would have done like a stick or something but you're not thinking clearly in those moments but even and like, with that what even mm-hmm. with that it, it brings it up would, only a little you're a little. still dealing with width yeah and it, even on a the regular cut trail you can get into you, you good no you're good okay. yeah, yeah good. Um, so uh, that's awesome yeah when I saw that picture I'm like dead gum that girl good for her I was oh, like I was lucky stoked. thank you yeah. I know it was public land Oregon place that I've been hunting and right. so it was just really cool like you special. don't see big bulls like that a lot coming out of Oregon I mean there right. are but there's a lot of more like special draw tags that right. you can get right. um, but I mean they're there they're just hard they're really hard to kill so I just got lucky honestly that's what it was, that's it was uh, and you got it on film to you know you can yeah. always watch I'll show that you guys, yeah. yeah oh I've watched it probably 500 times yeah. oh, I think sure. it's like oh and it I never just, gets old never never, never. Yeah. I mean it's just so cool because <clears> it brings you back to all of those moments you remember every single little yeah. thing about that moment and that detail. I mean, I don't remember drawing my bow back or aiming or shooting. I just know that I was so hyper-focused on that moment and so much adrenaline, but I remember every single step leading up to that right. point. And then right. after, like, it's it's really cool. So, yeah, no, I was super stoked and, I mean, gosh, now I'm like, I'm going to hunt Oregon every year instead. Like, honestly, it's so fun. Good and for you. going with buddies, you know, like Corey. Um, I did call him and let him know. And How did he, he feel? He was excited but he also called me a bad name like funny like oh my gosh i'm so excited for you you freaking brat like i can't believe it he's like i've been hunting that area and i've you know been trying to get that bull like a bull like that there because we know that they're there and he's like so excited for you so yeah he was definitely excited and i was like yep you shouldn't have shot that one on the first day (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i rub it in (laughs) give it right back to him but yeah no he's awesome and he's a good friend and good hunter hunter like he's always shooting bulls he's shot one every year i've been with him i've actually now this is my second pack job I've done with him where I wasn't there for his shot so I'm like thanks showed up at the last just minute just to be a pack mule just to be a pack mule so well, I that's a good him. friend it, it is, is a good friend. <laughs> a good friend is the friend that doesn't isn't there for the hunt but shows up for the pack, pack out. Yep. and the mm-hmm. other thing is 
what a way. I mean, that's the best way you can test somebody, like you said, yeah. your significant other, even prospective new friends, right? Yes. You want to get to know somebody, go in the woods and then go through pack that, out. a pack mm -hmm. out with them. You're going to see true character come oh, out. 100%. Yeah. And it's all, it's such a journey too and a bonding experience. Yeah. So with Jeff there and being able to help pack out with Corey, like it was just really cool for them to share that experience as well. It's something that I've shared with them multiple times. So it's like, it's definitely, um, nothing there's nothing like it there's nothing right. that'll make you closer and have better friends and more authentic friends than packing out an animal for sure for yeah. sure that's cool i yeah. i know I, I i was i was excited to hear the story and i wanted to hear it firsthand um and i'm glad we got to sit down in in person because then i could all see your your facial expression oh, and yeah. see the 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 glint in your eye when you're talking about that both oh, stopping broadside cool. bugling bah, you know and then there you are full draw and part awesome. of that is is almost the four years prior to or whatever that time was you've how many times in your mind have you run that scenario through maybe yeah. not on that big of a bull but just on a bull oh, yeah. that comes there you see him coming i mean i do it all the time even in the woods and i'm yep. like okay if this scenario happens where am i drawing where you know where am I, ranging, if I yeah, you're exactly. always ranging. where if i have to stop him where am i going to stop him you yep. know that type of thing so yeah no i'm the same way i'm always thinking about that and i think that's what makes a successful hunter is somebody who puts themselves in the situations and i mean there's going to be failure fail, failure sure, too sure. but um you know puts yourself in the situations and try to get in there as close as you can and i mean i didn't bugle much honestly the whole trip or a cow call a little bit here and there but i mean they just if, you, if, if they're, they're going bugling, you let them do yeah. it yeah they, they there's so much better at it than we are anyway uh, oh 100 percent, 100 percent. unless you're someone like jason phelps or oh, you know yeah. i mean right. but even then it's it's you know why but you're still they're looking for something right whether it's a cow call or bugle if you right. can get in there they don't even know create right. their own commotion yeah yeah it's not as sexy because everybody wants to call them into you yeah but if it's going to happen like that just let it happen let it go yep i'm the same way yeah well that's so. awesome thanks for sharing that with us yeah no it's awesome i uh I, do you need to go you good i think uh, my phone is blowing up okay. so let's right. see what well, people want um I got Willie here with me and I got some things to talk to him about, but I wanted to hear that story straight from you so that you, uh, yeah. And I thought this, what a great way to introduce you yeah, to, no. all, to our audience yeah, no, um, because, uh, you know, it's, you, you do deal with more than just ambassadors. I mean, you're planning things here. You're an, you have become an integral part of that family, that yeah. Mount Ops family. So, yeah. and, uh, it's been fun getting to know you. Yeah, no, thank so. you so much. You guys are awesome partners and yeah. definitely thank you for this awesome catalog. Yeah. I figured if I gave to it to Jordan, yeah, it would disappear. It, it would, for sure. So that's why I thought, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold on to that, and I'm going to give that to Rihanna. Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad that you did. Thank you so much. Love it. All right. Sweet. Well, awesome. Thanks. It was good talking with good you, Good to Lily. see you, too. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to my story. Hey, I know, I know how to, If I know how to do one thing, it's talk. So. Yeah, and it's good. <laughs> and I love uh, it's the it's the, the, the true emotion comes out yeah. in that story, and I love that. Yeah. So. I'll show you guys the video here. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. for sure. See. And then I gotta go. This I is assume it's in your favorites, is, and you know exactly oh, where. Oh, I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. This is fast. the nice thing about you know this type of a podcast because I mean we're just sitting down having a conversation. So um, I'm just texting. Now, are you going to put it on anything? At so some, yes, you know, what's your I plan do. With I that? need to put it together. Honestly, it's been so crazy, and um, I have a bunch of other footage I just need to put together and see how I just go there. Are you a? Uh, you do your own editing and stuff like that. I think I will for this, just because I know how it went. Yeah, and, and you like, know how you want it to flow. I know flow. how I want it to flow, and, you know, it's just I'm not a major editor or anything, so. 
gotta have the sound on so here this is the game trail that i came up and he bugled from over here so i know he's coming from up here and already right now his cows are coming right down here so you can kind of see him moving here in the brush and then so they run by me oh yeah 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 and yeah. then here he comes. That, is that him? Yep. So he's gonna hook, he's, he's gonna kind of button hook down. I knew he was hooking that way. So I think about right now is when I came to full draw because he was had his head down. Oh, he, he went he by a moving. tree. Yeah. He and then he stops right here. So he's behind this. But if you zoom in, you'll be able to see. Oh. Yeah. That, that bugle. Is, that's what's so cool. Is he's like. Yeah. Ah! You shot him half in like oh, three yeah. quarters. Bugle. Last bugle ever. And there's my there's that's the face. That's my face. <laughs> oh, like, yes. Oh. That's so I, and cool. I just did that the whole time. I was just like, that's oh my gosh. awesome. It was really cool. It was a fun experience. And honestly, I mean, I feel blessed and lucky. And I don't know if that'll ever happen to me again, honestly. So it's like, huh. That's fantastic. <laughs> Take it all in while you can. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, I'll let you. Yeah. Bail and and uh, thanks for having me so well, much. Th you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. I know this is super busy for yeah, you guys. It's a, it's a this is our biggest show. And I, mean, I knew that today insane. it would have to happen if we were going to yeah. make this happen yeah. because you're basically booked up. So. And we need to talk later anyways. Yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk soon. Okay. You'll be back. Uh, you said you're going to one. When when do you think you'll be back? Uh, I'll be at the movie theater until. 12 tonight probably so you would talk tomorrow morning tomorrow morning yeah Perfect. just text me we'll just okay. link up Sounds okay. good. All, right, all right sweet see awesome ya. thank you all right you guys are awesome bye see ya. see ya okay see you guys soon wow how cool is that to me there's nothing more exciting than seeing that right real adrenaline excitement of and i wouldn't call her a new hunter but she's definitely i mean if she's been in the industry for six seven years um, and let's say she's let's say she's only been hunting six seven years. Right. I'm, she's probably been hunting longer than that. But you're still dealing with somebody who's never had that experience one on one. Right. For her with her boyfriend who wasn't a bow hunter and is now. I mean, she's oh, yeah. that's cool. That's that's it is awesome. Cool. And you do enough podcasts that I think when you you know everybody I talk to, skyping is okay. Phones are a necessary evil. But when you can sit there and see it. And the interaction personally when you're sitting, yeah. what, three, four feet apart, adds so much more. Her facial expression, I don't want to film something else that I need to edit. Right. Okay, that's why I don't film these podcasts. Sorry. Right. If you want this, who wants to sit and watch us talk for 45 minutes? I understand Joe Rogan has the ability to Google and, you know, Jim, uh, what's it, the guy, Jam Jamie, Jamie, who does all this stuff, right? right? You know, he's pulling, we don't have that. Right. What we want to do is I want to get stories and, you know, to, but here I do wish I could have filmed her telling that story yeah. because the, just that, oh, it was raw motion, man. Yeah. I, I mean, was I was cool. getting goosebumps just hearing the story. Yeah. So, yep, yeah. that's cool. All really right. Cool. So, dude, I really want to hear how I'm still pissed at you. <laughs> I just got to be honest. You left me. I know you why you did it, but you moved to Montana, yep. um, you know, and of course, I, it's my own fault. I, and here's why it's my own fault. We didn't even hang out when you lived in Colorado. No, no. We would hang out when we were at away at conventions or shows or whatever. We played golf one time. Mm hmm. I played horrible, which I actually haven't gotten any better since then. So <laughs> we wouldn't be playing a bunch of golf anyway. But how is Montana treating you? How uh, how does your daughter like Bozeman? I mean, 
I mean, let us let the us know what's going on. The short story is it's been a great move for us. I mean, not that Colorado was bad. I mean, I was born and raised in Colorado. Right. It was a very difficult decision from an emotional standpoint. Um, but my wife and I talk regularly, and, and you always, I mean, I could fit in kind of anywhere. Right, yeah. And sure. knew some people up in Bozeman and whatnot. But you never, even when you visit someplace, you never know, you think it's going to be a great fit, but you never know till you're there. And now that we've been there for a year and a half, it's fantastic. She's fit in very, very well. It's been good for us. It's weird that we moved and planted all around our son graduating high school, and now he's going to Montana State, not because we were there. Our daughter has graduated from there and still lives in Bozeman. And even though she wants to go get her master's and does some internships outside, I think Bozeman is kind of her new home. So it's cool to be empty nesters but still have our kids within 15 minutes and get together to watch you know we're diehard avalanche fans and my son in particular so we get together and watch the games and have them over and yet they're still in you know he's still in college and doing his college thing but it's uh it's been great for us um it's funny and you'll appreciate this that family and friends leaving them was difficult but you stay in touch with all the people you want to stay in touch with and there's as my wife's good friend said there's good friends everywhere and you will find your people and fit in and that's all been great one of the hardest things for me has been the archery community i mean you know how oh, it we is were, with phil and oh, no it's, limits it's tight. And yeah it's tight with alpha and everything and you know there's, there's obviously a huge hunting community in bozeman there's two archery shops it's like a lot of things you know the nice thing is phil yeah he's got archery in the wild and he's got a couple other around but he's the shop and that's where all of us went right. and in Bozeman, it's a little bit of the Hatfields and McCoys, and I know guys who go to both archery shops. Point is, I haven't found that fit, mm. and I don't know that I will find that fit. Um, heck, I still got, you know, alpha bow hunting that I wear every single day, more right. because of that yeah. than, than that. Right, sure. But just to be able to go in and, you know, whether it's bow or whether it's Mark or whether it's Phil or whoever working on your, your bow and just that whole community, yeah. I, I haven't found that yet. We found great doctors and dentists and friends, and our neighborhood is growing as they're building more homes. and fitting in really well there um but that archery side has been a a bit of a challenge to find that and maybe i never will find that fit i i i think this as i grow older i've taken or taken for granted relationships that I look back on and say, man, I was blessed to have that. Mm -hmm. Now, like you said, real friends will always be real friends. I got buddies from New Mexico I grew up with. I call them. It's like I never left. We pick up right where we left off. There's no apologizing. I'm sorry I haven't called you. Mm -hmm. There's none of that bull crap, right? right? Right. It's, let's just get back. How you doing? You know, it's like Dave Baronio. You know, Baronio was sitting here. We're having a podcast a bit ago and I haven't seen Baronio in six months Mm -hmm. but there's no there's no animosity you haven't called me i haven't called you it's just dude how you doing where you at let's let's rekindle i love that but with that said i am learning how special that that archery community you were speaking of is in colorado northern colorado specifically um with that commitment Phil has made to the archery community, mm-hmm. even embracing other shops. Yep. You don't see that very often. Phil Mendoza, like, I mean, Phil would do things that would help Rocky Mountain in 
Fort Collins or Archery in the Wild in Longmont or but whatever, whatever shop, you know, uh, Pellegrino's in Colorado Springs. Right. He would do something that would help them to help the archery community. If, That's rare. It is rare, but if people sat back and just kind of put their egos t- to the side and the, the competition, for lack of a better term, if the archery community does better and everybody promotes it, all those individual Everybody, shops yeah. are going to do better. And that's a selfless attitude. Yep. And that's one thing that I have looked at Phil that he encourages me in. I look at that and I want to be like that. I want to be the guy who's promoting the outdoors, mm-hmm. not the guy trying to freaking promote himself. Right. Right. No, it is It is a special thing. And it's it's not in Bozeman, the two shops up there. I joke it's kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. and and you kind of like it's a it's a but, small community anywhere. But you could be the cat. You could help in sure. the catalyst to maybe because you've seen it. You you know how it works. I will say this though: you can't you can't create that. Uh, it's like a go. I want to be his friend. Well, if he doesn't want to be your friend, <laughs> sorry, it's kind of awkward now because right. now you're a stalker, right? right? Exactly. Okay, so so there's that fine line. Yep. And um, but but when things it's like when you and I first met. I felt like I knew you a long time. Dave Bronio, same way. Mm-hmm. When Dave and I first met, we met right before we went into the Ruby Mountains in Nevada for our first hunt ever. We spent, no kidding. That was the first time I ever met him. We had been talking online with some forums and some different stuff, and he's like, you want to hunt Nevada? I'm like, yeah, I want to hunt Nevada. I I don't know if this guy's crazy. Right. Right? I figured I could, you know, I had enough with my wrestling background and, <laughs> you know, pretty quick with a bow. Maybe I could beat him off if, if he turned out to be someone, like, from the backwoods. Right, right. But when, you know, after 10 days in the backcountry, it's like, I've known you all my life. So there's that special. But then there's other times you just got to work. And things can grow out of it. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like there has to be a leader. And, I, and you hit the nail on the head. I, I believe a lot of it. The credit goes to Phil Mendoza yeah, and No Limits Archery. Um, I think that there has been some strides in the northern part. Um, I, I'd like to say some of the some of the stuff we do up there with us and Lane and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and some Chris Honstein and these guys, you know, Adam Peabody. And that's kind of a little crew. But what's happened is we've, we've also been embraced, right? And then you came down and then you had, you know, you have... Uh, uh, whether it be Santino and Aaron Snyder and, um, uh, you know, any, that little group that was there almost maybe an outlier. Well, it's all come together. Yep. So, yep. because remember, we used to shoot at Boyd's all the time. Oh, yeah. Wild. That's where I Rocky first met Mount, you. Rocky Mountain wasn't even around then. Boyd, Boyd was the only Hoyt shop up north. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because, yeah, because uh, Jim had the, he sold Matthews there at uh, Aerodynamics in Fort Collins. That's right. That's right. Before he passed away. So, uh, anyway, I guess that's my little spiel about um, being pissed you're gone. But, in a way, I'm happy for you. Because now, I've seen... new production company is it has was that transference from having it produced there in denver probably nice to be kind of local there now here you are you're in bozeman you're having it produced even further away but technology has overcome that right yeah that was it was it was really nice to have it close um i could drive down and review something or drop off a drive or do something like that and you wonder about it but yeah with with the technology and being able to I mean, mail's mail, and you can FedEx something quickly for a drive, but the rest of it on smaller clips or VO and stuff like that, and you're transferring it on Vimeo, you're able to review it. it it's, been, it's been great. 
It really has been. Good. And it hasn't caused any any issues. Uh, I haven't run across a deadline where it's like all of a sudden, you know, you can't do it because of that distance. So yeah. it's been it's been good. You, uh, you, I mean, what's your plans? Anything in the future exciting? I mean, as far as production, I mean, you guys uh, still on Sportsman's Channel? Yep, still on Sportsman's yeah. Channel. Planning on it for this fall, um, season nine. You know how fast time goes. It's hard to believe, uh, and I think in today's day and age, it it's I, I'm very proud and blessed to say that it's. I've been around nine years. I mean, I thought if it three or four years with the attrition that goes on in this industry, we'd have had a good run. And, right. you know, I don't pat myself on the back well, but I think it's a result of me being who I am and building good relationships and doing what I say I'm going to do. Um, but I also think the whole industry is changing. And to your point, I mean, doing a little more digitally, I still think that the network's a good spot to be just from the sheer eyeballs that you can't it would be very difficult to go digitally and get the same number of eyeballs in a short period of time. My question to you is, though, I agree with you. uh, You and I have had this discussion before, Mm -hmm. but when you sit across the table from uh, an exec and um, you say, here's the numbers, here's the rating system, whether it's Nielsen, whether it's, you know, whatever, yep. an accredited rating system, right. and you say, here's uh, 4.2 million households, and you look across at this executive of a, a well-known company, mm-hmm. and their eyes glass over. Mm-hmm. Like as if you just told them the biggest fairy tale. <laughs> right. And so, so the frustration you and I have had, and I think it's just out of honesty, I agree the digital market is, is, that's why we went to Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. okay? And we're starting to develop that, okay. which is a, a totally different uh, viewership than the guy who gets Sportsman's Outdoor Channel, maybe Pursuit Channel, whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, in their package. Um, good and bad, right. you know. Okay, it's both sides there, right? Um, but you have an I think eighty-four million Prime Amazon Prime Amazon Prime guys subscribers, right? something like that, yeah, right? Right. So. It's a long process. They screen much. Their screening process is much more thorough than sportsmen's show. Mm-hmm. Okay. My question is, why does that exec not? They don't. They won't admit they don't believe those numbers, but they act as if they don't. Mm-hmm. Four point two million households. What's a household? Two point. Well, I mean, I, I know three. Three. You know, what is it? Whatever their averages is for per, per household. household in the United States. Right. You start adding that up, those are a lot of eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And if you truly are a manufacturer wanting to get your product in front of eyeballs, it's a lot of stinking eyeballs. Mm-hmm. But and tell me if you've noticed this. I feel like I've seen these execs say, well, but I would rather you have 300,000 in this digital format. They're the younger generation. And to that I say, true, but does the younger generation have as much expendable income exactly as an older generation the answer to that we both know is no right because i have more money at 48 than i to spend on my hobbies and my goodies whatever right. i want right. than i ever did when i was 21 which Absolutely. i wanted to that's when i really wanted to spend sure. it but i didn't have the money yep when we were 21 how much was a bow four five hundred bucks, bucks maybe that's high end now you're pushing 1800 mm-hmm I mean, I don't know if, I guess maybe you could say, okay, well, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, the economy, but come on now. 
That's just that's more than I paid for most of my guns. Yeah. Oh, it is for fully loaded archery is more than a gun and a good scope. Yeah. A good scope. Yeah. You're yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah, get, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you you sure. go you go to a gun. You you know, you buy a, a well Remington, let's say, or, or or Winchester or something like that, and you put a a good loophole on that, a good Maven. You're you know, under eighteen hundred yeah. bucks for sure. For sure. So for me, uh, I scratch my head. Now I'm not going to sit here. You know, I'm done with playing that game because it's kept me up many a night. Mm-hmm. And um, and so my thought process on that is, my job, is, as we've talked about before, is we've moved more to, our job is to, to share adventure still because that's my passion. That's why I'm doing this. Yep. But in that process, create content, mm-hmm. good content. And if our content represents XYZ brand, that's going to help them. That's right. But on the flip side, if our content drives people to just want to explore the outdoors, that's the more important project. Sure. And the, and from the manufacturer's perspective, look, when I was a banker, a lot of this stuff is hard to quantify. It is. You've got to have marketing. You've got to have branding. Those two are interrelated. But sometimes just branding to get your brand out there. Does that mean you can say that there's a return on investment for each dollar spent? No, because you're building your brand. Mm-hmm. It's real difficult to say we spent this and it generated this much in sales. In my opinion, I don't whether it's digital or whether it's a network, you know, mainstream TV or even some of the streaming services, unless there's a code and a, a call to action, it's really hard to know that. There are some aberrations and even then it's still hard to know. I mean, look, we both shoot Hoyt. We both know Cam Haynes. He drives a tremendous amount of business to Hoyt just because of what he's done over People think it's the last four or five years. It's been 20 plus years. He has at least done it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a correlation. Say he's done it. But I still don't know if there's a direct correlation to say he's sold specific this many bows because it's only the ones who are posting social media, thanking him, doing something like that, or if there is a code to do that. So the whole marketing advertising thing is still a bit. It's fluid. It's very fluid. And, you know, you, you can counter almost every point with another counter. Right. Um, and it's, it's difficult and, you know, there's fewer households that the network is on, on Dish Direct and cable. But it's also in now all these apps that are streaming apps and, and there's no numbers for those. So that makes it difficult. Sling TV. I don't know how many people get Sportsman Channel on Sling TV, but there's no Nielsen or Rentrack or anything you can't to say track here. It. No, mm-hmm. Friendly has now come out, you know, and. I, I don't even have, I don't, I have literally cut all the cables mm-hmm. so what I do is Amazon mm-hmm. Netflix and then I did that ESPN Plus Hulu and Disney Plus app mm-hmm. I'm saving 65 bucks a month mm-hmm. the only thing I can't watch is Sportsman's Outdoor Channels or whatever I could go to MOT- right MOTV right. and I could get a lot of that content it's older content but I could still Correct. get that content right. if I chose yep. Okay, but now we live in a digital age where uh, my daughter, it blows her mind the fact that we would have to go, oh, no, we can't watch it till Thursday. What do you mean we can't watch it till Thursday? <laughs> well, that's when it's on. It's on, a, it's a, you know, Cosby Show was on 7 o'clock on Thursdays. That's right. And that's what you waited for. Dukes of Hazard was Friday nights. Right? <laughs> I can remember right. as a kid. Uh-huh. Right? Just, uh-huh. they, don't, they don't understand that. They're yeah. like, well, no. Because it's available right now on yeah. demand yeah. immediately. Without commercials. Uh-huh. Um, some of them. Some Hulu <laughs> stuff, you know, you still have a few commercials in there. But, um so the concept of being able to change this yes it is a younger crowd less expendable income 
but the people that are watching current network television, we still can't devalue. They're the same people that still like the feel of a magazine, and sure. they order a magazine so they can turn a page. That's right. Instead of right? just hit the right side of their Kindle to flip exactly. it. Exactly. The other thing is that, you know, with some of the digital content, we all know there's exceptions to the rule, right? I mean, uh, Hushin's done a great job. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Born and Raised Outdoors, and Randy Newberg made that switch before a lot of other people did and built the brand. Two things. One, you don't, you may stop your time by cost, but you don't stop having to promote. So that money doesn't go entirely away. You've got to spend some money to promote to get the and word out there. you still have to pay for production. You still have to pay for production, still you pay can't, for your You can't skimp permits, on production. Right? Like Amazon, for example, okay? Amazon, if, if I did that, a style of... YouTube, and I'm not knocking anybody mm -hmm. on YouTube, but some on YouTube, it's, they're doing with their iPhone, right? right? They're doing a GoPro and iPhone, and now they got a show. God bless them. If they're chasing their dream, I hope they, I hope mm -hmm. they do. I hope they kill a, a 180, right? Right. Um, and God bless all the pygmies down there in New, New Guinea. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> Lord, I apologize. <laughs> uh, that's, it sounded kind of like that, so right. I figured out. But in that situation, I. If I don't have the production costs on the back end to create that cinematic look, which is what has been uh, captured my creativity and my yep. storytelling ability, yep. I couldn't get on Amazon. That's right. And the other thing about some of those digital things is, look, if somebody wants to watch hunting and fishing, they know they can turn to the Sportsman Channel to a lesser extent with Outdoor with what they've done. But look, you know you can watch that content. If you are on as an Amazon Prime member or whatever, you kind of have to look and find out where this stuff is. You have to search. You have like, to search. You can't go on. You have to put in on Amazon Prime. You have to put in Outback Outdoors. If mm -hmm. you want to watch our show, now, once you've done that, that'll go into the queue. And, right. and one of the things that helped me is, of course, I'm a big Newberg fan. Mm -hmm. I mean, Randy has blazed the trail. Tim Burnett. The solo hunter, yep. hunter has blazed the trail. Tim That's was right. so influential. Tim, shout out to Tim. Yeah. Uh, you know, Burnett, he, he's the one that I literally called, um, picked his brain so many times throughout this journey that I've been on. Yeah. Even just to call and whine and complain, I've done it to you too, you know, oh, there's, rah, 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 you know, right, just right. somebody to listen who understands. And, um, so, but the nice thing is we, the, the, the content is so, uh, hunting content still pretty small. You got your meat eater, you got your Randy Newberg, you got, uh, I think Hunting Public is on now, I think, mm -hmm. um, and then of course Solo Hunter. Well, now you watch those, it kind of gets an idea, oh, I, this is what your this guy likes. Here's now all like. of a sudden we can come into that, hey, maybe yep. you'll like this. Sure. So that helps us out. Whereas on a YouTube, I can't hardly find my own stuff. Because it's so much, and on YouTube, YouTube, the algorithm has gone a lot like Facebook and Instagram, which is mm -hmm. pay to play. Yep. So if you want to get found, and your YouTube, YouTube, excuse me, is your main platform, well, you got to be paying anyway. I know. So what's the difference in paying in a network or paying there? You still have to be found. And the difference is the network still, again, they will say they're always going to be the hunting and fishing channel. The hook and bullet. That's where people can go. Right. Whereas YouTube, owned by Google, you hate to say it's a oh, and we've seen company, it. And you and I have it. seen it. Absolutely. They start cutting things back, or they put the little eyeball that it's sensitive content, or is it for children? And if not, I mean, I've been playing a lot on YouTube because I'm starting to put season eight on YouTube now, and just the difference from a year ago, the hoops that I have to jump through, 
has been ridiculous. And I have not spent it all on advertising yet, and the views are less than they were a year ago. And you're like, so to the point you lose your, your time by cost, you don't lose your field production cost, or your post-production cost. You can do things differently in a shorter format and create some different things. Um, but you've still got to spend some money to promote yourself. Either but you're paying the network a, to do it or you're paying A, a diehard pure hunting fan yep. that Googles pure hunting on YouTube will find you. Correct. But where did, they build, where did you build that audience? Network TV That's to right. begin with. Yep. Much, much like all the other ones you've mentioned with the exception of Hunting Public and Hushin and Born and Raised. Born and Raised did one year, I think, on TV and they, they said never I think, again, I right? think they did nine I think they ended up with not. I think the, I think Cody told me he did nine, and I might be wrong there. But yeah, nine I don't. Episodes e- they or something? didn't even. I don't even know that they filled a full thirteen, which you and I have been doing mm-hmm. for. Oh, we're in our twelfth season. Our we started season five on Sportsman, so we're going into our twelfth. So that's seven because mm-hmm. you were on Sportsman. I think two years before we right. went on Sportsman. Sounds right. And um, but you're exactly right. Boiling all of this down, what I've come to is I'm really blessed to be where I'm at. I'm blessed to, to have been able to share as many adventures and to look back on this library of stuff. I was watching season five. You know what? It was pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look back and I know, I've, I know so much more about production value and cameras have come so far. But I look back on that. Grady Rawls living in my freaking basement. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And yeah. Grady, you, you and I both know Grady, oh, and yeah. he's a creative son of a gun. And yep. and Grady helped us with that first season. And I look at it, and I'm like, we told a pretty dang good story. You did. Even though I would do it different now because the creative value, and we, we learn and we grow. Sure. Um, but for where we were at, we told a pretty dang good story. So, so it's nice for me as a producer to have, well, no, it's nice for me as a hunter to have this genealogy in a way mm-hmm. of my hunting ex- escapades along with my buddies Adam and right. and, and and Dave and, and you know uh, even further back Jim Way Brennan back Jim and, and Ryan Litwin and yep. those guys yep. you know um, that's pretty special and the older I get the, it, I think the more special it gets well and I don't go back and look at old episodes all that frequently I mean it would sound like you're a narcissist if you kept looking at all your old stuff but it, you know it crops up whether it's on YouTube I'm doing something or somebody asks a question or comments on an old episode and it is it's very rewarding to go back and look at some of that stuff just from your history there's some stuff there that a lot of people aren't ever going to capture other than still photos which are great but like we had a duck hunt with my dad and my son and I Some, sometime my dad's not going to be around right and God willing, my kids have kids. They'll be able to say, here's your dad, your granddad, and your great-grandfather here. And it's, it's there forever. Right, forever. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, my dad just turned 76, and we did our first big game hunt. We hadn't, we hadn't done one in a couple of years, and we did one in Kansas this year. And you know what? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. That was something special and made me realize I need to do more of it and just while make you it can. up right while I can. Mm-hmm. And I've got mm-hmm. – he's been a – I would say out of the nine years, he's been in at least one episode, five or six of those. Mm-hmm. And I'll bet you that's one of the biggest, co- most highly commented show that I have because I get, I'm still doing it with my dad. My dad passed away. I still wish I, I wish I had that opportunity now. I'm raising my kid and I hope we have that bond that you and your dad right. have. And to me, that's what, that's what hunting is all about. It's not about, you and I've talked about this many times about the size of the animal. It sounds cliche, 
but there's a lot of people out there think, oh, you hunting TV guys, I mean, you pay all this money and you go out and you're, it's all about the big, big animals and it's always successful. It's like, huh, the non-successful shows and the ones where we shoot something that's, that's not a trophy in somebody else's mind. It's about the experience and building those memories. Right. For sure. For sure. I think that's, that's the key. And if we keep that pers- perspective, then we're okay. The moment we fall off the wagon and it's all about me, 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 then I think that's where we lose it. I agree. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to step up and say, as I look back on the last 15 years of doing this, I believe sometimes my motives were wrong. But hunting will humble you. And if hunting doesn't, life will. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it all for you, your choices sometimes aren't the the wisest and they don't last like they would if you were doing it for pure motivation sure that's what i've learned and so that's where i hope and of course avery's 14 i got her for four more years and then she just like you Mm -hmm. then she's out of the house and then i'm an empty nester Mm -hmm. you know and um this next year i'm cutting back on my hunts tanner and and these other younger guys they're gonna have to step up their game right to fill the void because i ain't going on so many hunts because I want to be at every basketball game, mm-hmm. at every volleyball game, you know? I don't want to miss those moments because they're going to be gone. I'll never have those back. You'll be able to sit in a tree stand or chase a bugle, God willing, the creek don't rise till right. your, your dad's age, my dad's age, whatever. Right. But she's not going to be playing high school volleyball or whatever except for a short period of time. Right, right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, life is, uh, life is short, and I, I think... I almost feel as if I, I probably should have made that. I should have made that decision a little earlier. Um, I'm not. I'm not crying over it. As far as you know, I I don't think I've ruined her. <laughs> but right. but I think I think you know it, it's it's the, these are the these are the most. These are this. I got four more years. Right. I don't want to miss it. No, and you can't look back and beat yourself up. You do what you think's right at the time. Uh, but recognizing to, it now, yeah. you've got those years, and you're gonna make the most of them. And she has seen the interest grow in her to come out and join me. Sure. That's that's uh, by far my favorite shows in the last two years oh. are always with her. When you take her off to Nebraska and do that youth hunt and everything, yep. it's it's special. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know sitting here in this building and you look at all these this industry is not that big oh we we think it is because there's a lot of hunters Mm -hmm. but the industry itself compared to golf Mm -hmm. i mean i can't imagine what a big golfing conference or or a big golfing show would it would be 10 times this big oh easy easily right and and so we get we think this is such a big and then for us being so passionate about bow hunting Again, I'm doing more rifle hunts than I ever have done and enjoying the heck out of it. But when you look at bow hunting, that's even a smaller niche. Right. You know, it's like taking fishing and now we're fly fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a little sliver of a, of a pretty small industry. Yep. And um, so, you know, we, we owe it to the industry to continue to do, I think, what our style, your and my style, has always been very similar. And it's that story driven. Mm-hmm. It's not about the biggest, the baddest. I mean, I've been really blessed to kill some decent animals, but I I still have yet to have that, you know, 350-plus bull. Yeah. When I was guiding, I guided people to that. Right. I've never killed one. Mm-hmm. I, I've never killed that 180-inch whitetail. I've seen them, 
never shot one myself. And that's okay. If that never happens, I'll take a 160-inch buck any day of the week. If I can get it on film and the and, I, and the story's compelling and it's you know what I mean absolutely so well and I think we're both part of it. It sounds counterintuitive, but I think the outdoor TV thing has made a lot of that expected. Hundred and fifty yes. inch plus whitetails are not behind every tree. A three fifty class bull is not behind every you know pine tree. Good point. They're out there, but don't belittle yourself. As far as I'm concerned, any elk with a bow is a trophy, is a even trophy. a cow. Yeah. And you've done it hard. You know, it's a hard hunt. Uh, you do it the right way. And I'm not talking public, private, any of that stuff. Just you do it hard. You do it the hard way. You should be proud of whatever it right. is. But everybody's like, oh, it's not a 350 class bull. Well, even well, if it's a three a 300 class bull in Colorado is a, a hell a of a bull. huge bull, yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't sell yourself. But people are so quick to, on um, you know, oh, and, and we're and, when and, are you going to shoot a big one? Right, well, exactly. And I've seen about. that happen. Guy shoots his first spike bull in a spike mm-hmm. bull area or something like that. And he's so excited. And then it's like, oh, why'd you shoot that? Well, because... Mm-hmm. I killed it with the bow and arrow. <laughs> right. It's funny. You mentioned I, I drew Iowa. Five years it took me. I, I drew Iowa. And you know what was remarkable about Iowa? There's not a 180 around every tree. Mm-hmm. And the does don't have antlers. Really? Yeah. I thought in Iowa, you just go. You just drive <laughs> to Iowa and you go out there and they're just everywhere. Uh-huh. Guess what? You still have to hunt. Uh-huh course i went and it was it was a it was a really warm and and even late season i was going to go back for late season during ata i was going to go to yeah, iowa i right. ended up going to missurri it was 55 degrees yeah well nothing's hitting the food during the daylight no you know and then normally nocturnal. yeah normally you're you, you know you can almost hunt them like you can early season where they're hitting food real regular yep so i ended up going to missouri just because of the i knew the area of the property so much better and it was, was that so much year? fun. Yeah. That's when we chatted at ATA. You were sitting in Tree Stand yep. in yep. Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I had I had an opportunity. Garrett was sitting with me, and we had a good mature four and a half, five and a half year old buck come into the food plot. And and you know, he's sixty-seven yards, and I'm like, ah, and it looks like he's coming our way, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not shooting him that far, and he's coming our way, and then that son of a gun ducked off into the brush. Well, he went by us at 25 yards, but I didn't have a shot. You didn't have a shot. So, but you know what? We had so much fun. We had so we saw more deer. It was it was at least as many, if not more, deer than we did during the rut. But it, they were all more manageable. Mm-hmm. It was it was a okay. We know we don't have to sit all day because we know when they're going to be hitting it. Yep. And it was you're in a situation where uh, they're going to hit the food and stuff. Anyway, I I really enjoyed it rather than going to ATA sitting in a tree stand. I mean, uh, C J Davis with Montana Decoy. He's texting me. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you made a good decision because yeah. he's sitting at the show wishing he was in a tree stand. Well, I did so. the same thing with Shot Show this year. Went on a duck hunt, oh, duck good and goose for you. hunt versus going to to Shot. Yeah. For all the reasons we talked about, you didn't go to ATA. It's where you should be. You're doing more good for what you're what you're doing, and and yeah. honestly, it's it's about kind of coming full circle. It's about the partnership retention. Yes, you could sit there and walk up and down and and knock on every door and cold call every company and stuff, but you know what? I've built good relationships over the last nine years. If I can maintain those, grow a little bit, you're always going to have surprises both ways. You might have a new opportunity come up and you might lose one through a company buying, selling, you know, uh, attrition that way or a marketing director leaving. We've all experienced that, but that's just where you ought to be spending your time is, is out there 
building, yeah. you know, yeah, building I agree. content and, and doing what you love to do. Doing what you love to do. And, and you know, I, if we fool ourselves that we're that important for the industry, then we truly do fool ourselves. Because the industry, <laughs> if you and I left t- tomorrow, let's uh-huh. say we just said, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I'm never going to film another thing. I'm never going to take another yep. photo, post on it, you know, whatever. Um, the ripple in the industry would be so small. Yep. But on the flip side, I believe in our communities, whether it be uh, trickle down from our in our families and what we have, the impression we have, or in a situation like Phil, you know, the impression of, of bringing new bow hunters in, mm-hmm. that's grassroots stuff. That's what matters. That's right. You don't need a show to do that. I've thought that many times. I told people when I was a banker, and we went through a transition that, you know, you're not all that in a bag of chips. You're, we're all replaceable. If you leave and think you're taking all the clients with you that you have here, you're not. And it, when I left the bank, it was, it was proof of that. For six months, I had people calling me and where are you? Are you can I move my relationship? I didn't go to another bank. I'm like, no, you, I'm gone. You know, you've got to find something on your own. After six months, crickets. Right. People just find, a, I mean, you, you don't live in a vacuum. That right. will get filled up. And same thing here. I mean, how many shows since you and I have been doing this have been one or two year shows? I asked you a name today and you're like, eh, maybe. He was there for a couple of years. And even when you are, it's such a small industry that, you know, right. you've got to have a good following for people to find you. That if you leave, somebody else will fill that role and yep. don't have a big enough ego to and, think that you're now, all that. And now we have even a larger pool if yep. you throw in YouTube. That's correct. And that's the reason we don't go on YouTube. There's a lot of reasons. One of them being music. We do a lot of, use a lot of independent bands, mainly mm-hmm. Shane Smith and the Saints, stuff like that. If I put that on there, I'm going to get dinged right and left for copyright infringement, even though I have releases mm-hmm. and I just got tired of it. But if you want to look at elk hunting, let's say, I want to look at elk hunting. Well, we have elk hunting. You have elk hunting. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that they're going to find us? Probably not good because they're going to find the other 10 or 12 people that are throwing money at YouTube mm-hmm. in order to be placed higher. So we're right back in, although it's not the network time by like we talked about before, but you're right back in that. So for us, I think being able to take that audience, the loyalty of the audience, and get the word out mm-hmm. okay and that's what where social media can do that and it's even harder to get it out the word out in social media because yep. of their change in their algorithms but you know we, we're not even advertising that we're on amazon prime because we want to see what it grows organically sure and it's been it's been it's been good it's been really good fantastic it's been really good and fantastic. so then it if in two years we decide sportsman's channel is not a viable option for us anymore then we have a place we've created an audience we can take that right over and now people are going well we knew he was on sportsman's channel and then he went to amazon well oh his new stuff's now only on amazon if that's what happens i'm not saying that's the plan but i'm saying uh we wanted to set ourselves up in a digital aspect to do that and, um, you know, we even did MOTV for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can still find us on MOTV, but it's, it's our older stuff also. But with Amazon, we had to go and re-edit those shows. So I what think. I was able to also do is with some of the stuff that I know and I've learned, I was able to fix sure. some of the things that bothered me about what we mm-hmm. were doing there. And, 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 I, and in my opinion, and the reason I say I watch some of my old shows is because we have to watch them all for little things sure and so we end up watching these old shows after the re-edit as you would right and that 
so to be able to look at that and go it's still viable it's still that was a good that was a good hunt man yeah. it takes me right back to that oh isn't that amazing yeah crazy crazy that's fantastic yeah no i'd heard you have to redo some stuff with amazon prime but you're doing what i think is the the for whatever my opinion's worth in my humble opinion <laughs> is you've got it on you're, you're moving to a digital space other than the, the ones we've talked about because of copyright and it's google and you just never know in the algorithms but if, if if you can move that direction and build that up you can have both for as long as you want to have both you're finding right. different audiences but if one leaves you are able to migrate and you've already got that audience going to actually just not have a digital presence on something like amazon prime and stop the network and expect to have that just take off like it has i don't think that's it's, that's going to work i don't think it's real no yeah I, 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 you know, all those people use TV to build their platform, right? Right, right. Yep. right. But the, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I think the one thing that I really want to do in the next couple of years is get away from the typical sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, um, Danny Ferris in the house. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Again, oh, um. It is get away from that typical sponsorship type thing and and what I mean by that is it's partnerships yeah because we need partnerships come on I know that you were coming jump podcast, come jump in but I wanted to come give you a hug jump in put that on Danny Ferris oh uh, Danny you go we, we go way back how Hello. how about Hello. how far check, back check one check check <laughs> who, who is listening back? to us this is uh, the Inspire Wild podcast. Outstanding. My podcast. So um, we go back to a long time. I would say 2005 or six, probably. Right in there, probably. I would imagine. Neither of us had any gray hairs. That's for sure. We, and I had a lot more hair. <laughs> we were so smart. We knew it all. We did. If I took that enthusiasm and that knowledge base that I thought I had at that time mm -hmm. and could apply it to today I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now I probably wouldn't be <laughs> successful because the wisdom and the mistakes I made from then to now oh, yeah. have made it to where we are what we are mm -hmm. so well I'm sorry to interrupt you boys no I just not at all saw two friendly faces and came over here I wanted to this sneak is the beauty of the Western Hunting Expo I know I mean this and that's why I was talking to Willie I said you know it's you come here and I didn't go to ATA for the first time in 12 years yeah I, I missed shot. it this year too nope no shot um, and it was wonderful that I didn't because yeah. I, I, <laughs> st I stayed healthy I did not get the flu yeah and then this is the only show that, that I'm going to be at this year and I'm just like it's just great because you can walk around but you can only walk about 10 feet before you find somebody yeah. a friend that you've known or yeah. you had an experience maybe we're out hunting with it one time and this is such an awesome show I mean just for just for all of the taxidermy that you see oh, here yeah. alone I yeah. mean you walk me and my son killed a couple of really good bucks this year I saw you know really good bucks and our, our last show that we did, the Portland show, we had a 10 by 20 booth and we had those two bucks hanging up in here. And when we were moving into this one, we've got a smaller booth. And I said, we don't have room for those. And my buddy Moose was like, oh, you, you need to show them off. And I was like, oh, 
no mercy. No one at this show is yes. going to look at those right. bucks right. and give them a second right. look yeah. because this show has freaks walking right. around. Yeah. Right. It is right. insane. Yeah. They always yeah. end up, you know, you got you're looking at three, four, five bucks lined up in a row that are two ten, two thirty, you know, two forty nine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just freaks. Holy, like, yeah. was that from the sixties? No, that was last year. I was like, no. Yeah. No way. People say. You know, it's the big mule deer of the 60s and the 70s. We're, we're living in the big mule deer You're era. You're darn right, man. Yeah. I cannot believe some. And whitetails, too. Oh, yeah. We don't see the whitetails here like you do in other areas right. of the country. Right, or, yeah. They're, they're, for all the supposed hunting pressure that there is and everything, our conservation efforts are obviously doing something. Yeah, at least land management-wise. You're darn right, yeah. man. You yeah. cannot grow that, you no. know. The animals that are showing up in this place, you know, without having some resources put toward them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. out here in the West, it's not like we're, you know, growing them on it. You're not growing these animals. They are out there and they've just got the, they've got the range and the food and forage to do it. As long yeah. as we can keep the wolves out. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, that's another podcast. You want podcast. to go down that podcast? No, I don't want to go. Stop and record no. for a second. Podcast no, we, number yeah. two. Who invited Ferris? Get out of here. <laughs> so... In your opinion, in the last 10 years, what's the biggest change you've seen in outdoor um, media, outdoor entertainment, outdoor oh, hunting, man. stuff like that? It, I mean, it, it's social media for sure, but um, it's But a, does it really work? It's a, bigger, it's a bigger conversation than just social media, and it's changing so rapidly and so fast that nobody knows how to keep ahead of it, I don't think. Let me ask you this. The, the individual who still turns a page on a magazine. Yeah, the and still out there. Oh, yeah. For the sure. The individual who still watches network television. Sure. Because that's all, cause, cause yeah. they don't know how to work this YouTube, right? Well, okay. You know, there's some old folks out there that... But they have expendable income. Yeah. Whereas, uh, and we were having this discussion earlier about that in the digital age, which we are living right in it, the majority of those that get 90% of their content off of digital media... They're, they're younger. They a don't have the expendable income. A lot of them, yeah. And so there's that balance, in, in my opinion, as uh, somebody who deals with uh, manufacturers and partners, stuff like that, um, the idea, everybody wants to throw this away. Remember when we made the big change from print media to television? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, that big shift, sure. right? And so I remember talking to Nikon, John LaCourt, back in the old days, okay, <laughs> going way back. John, you know, with East, when I was with Eastman's, I did the advertising. It was print media, print media, print media. Oh, we're not really interested in television. We're not really, right? Yeah. Well, how long did that last? Oh, yeah. Then pretty soon, you saw Nikon everywhere. Well, they, all, a bunch of manufacturers completely pulled out of print at that time and right. went and it, 100% it, right. television. So it was just like, oh, you're the dirt, you're the redheaded stepchild now, <laughs> yeah. and we're going all TV. Then this digital format comes out, and I remember talking to people about, because when we started the show, it was a web-only show, and they're like, oh, that's never going to that's never gonna take off. Yeah. Now I have uh, people sitting across the table going, man, I wish you had digital media. And I'm like, you're the guys that told me to go uh, to freaking television. Believe me. So, where were you when you first had it when it was web-only for the first four years? Where was I? What do you mean? What format? Were you on just YouTube? I mean, no, what was a real No, I was on, my, on our website. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just on That's our right. website. It was uh, uh, Mid Midwest Whitetails, yep. um, uh, Heartland Bowhunter, and us. We were Dude, we were the three. It's all it's all timing. Well, there were some others. Uh, John, uh, God, uh, John had his show. I can't remember what it was called. John out of Phoenix. 
you know. Oh, Stallone. Yeah, John yeah, Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, he had his show too. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so then Hartman goes to television and we swore, oh, we're never going to television. Yeah. Well, then you had Hoyt and you had these, hey, we really would like to see you move over to this. Right. Which would allow them to pay us more money. Sure, sure. And in theory, uh, in a good business sense, as you would know as a banker, if your profit margins are larger, you do what it takes, even if the initial investment is bigger, right? Oh, that was not truly the facts. <laughs> yeah. But it did open us up to a larger audience. Yeah. And um, even though our, our overall sponsorship dollars were bigger, we had these, you know, time bites. Incremental and, and, costs, Yeah, sure. so, and production See, ramped up. and you know, what we're seeing here is we're, we're just watching the pendulum swing back and yep. forth, left and right, okay? And, it, and right now, it has swung over to this digital platform, and you've watched companies that got in on it at the, with the right timing. Like you said, you, you started down that path, but you were too early. Right. Hush, they hit it. Right on the uh, the nail, right on top of the head, and they're doing really well right now. But that's while the competition is coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You're you're going to see that platform get harder and harder to deal with, and get more and more watered yep. down. It's yep. kind of like the early adopters of social media. And me, as a print guy at the time, I saw social media as the end of the world. Right. And you know, I was like. I do not want to involve myself in that. You don't need any of that crap. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Now I understand, well, yeah, you definitely need social right. media. You need good social media, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. Right. It's only one piece of the pie. If you were an early adopter, Cameron, mm -hmm. man, he he jumped on it right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. it, nothing was watered down. Everything that you it, you could organically build a huge following. That's the key. Now you Organic. no longer can no, do that because you have to pay to play. When Hush started jumping on YouTube and building their channel, and Randy started doing it, you could or, you could grow an organic audience. Yeah. Now you can't grow an organic audience, mm -hmm. and you're going to see the people with the big dollars come in there and start competing with those companies, and it's going to get tougher and tougher until the new thing comes right. along. I remember, right. I remember Facebook. Let's use Facebook, because Instagram wasn't even around yet. But when we started, when we were on television, Facebook, our Facebook audience one time, uh, I think one year, I mean, we had an 80% growth but yeah. because it was all organic yeah. and you could do that. Sure. Then they changed the algorithms. Yeah. The next year, you're looking at I mean, like 18%, 20% growth. And you're like, what? Yeah. Now you're lucky unless you're paying, which yeah. we don't mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. You're lucky to, I mean, I used to get, we have, I think, 20,000 Facebook fans, let's yeah. say, okay? You would think you'd get a thousand or so likes, we, which we used to get all the time. I'm lucky if I Not get freaking forty-five yeah. uh -huh. sometimes, it's, it's and it's probably my mom and her friends. They're they're showing it to like you know, five hundred of your twenty thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. yeah, and you know, in a to to be really what they designed it to be, social media in the first place. If I am following you two and five others, and Trevin, you post something, I should see your post pop up on my feed immediately. Right. I should see it right then. And if we, if Will posts five minutes later, I should see his five minutes later. Right. That's not the way it goes. No. no. A lot of times, the first time you see something isn't until, well, how did that get 500 likes already? And I'm, I'm barely seeing it. It's because you didn't see it for 10 hours. So. Right. They decided when they were going to show right. that to you, if they were going to show it if to you at all. At all. And if, that's the if, key. That's yep. the key with these, with the the way they're going, especially anything to do with firearms. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like they squash oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
They yeah. squash you. I would not want to be a firearm. I was talking to someone from Maven's uh, Maven Optics the other day, and they were talking about we can't even do a little promo thing that includes a rifle scope. Yeah. Not a rifle. I'm not talking yeah. about a rifle. Anything. I'm talking about a rifle scope. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, come it's, on, it's people. The, it's the same thing with yeah. you know showing us shooting a deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you if you shoot a deer, by God, it's a, it, it, it's. They ban it. Explicit conduct to content. And you have to, if they even, if you even see it, then you have to go, which it's proven people won't do it. Yeah. You have to go and look at it in order to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, It's it's tough. Pretty crazy. How's your family? They're doing good, man. I've got one left in the house. My daughter is 17 years old. She's junior in high school. All the boys are out of the house. Uh, I got one that's in the military, just made me a grandpa. You no know, kidding. Wife. Congratulations. Just had, a, uh, just had a little boy about a month ago. I had to... Grandpa. Yeah. Wow. Grandpa Ferris. <laughs> I'm a, can uh, I just call you that from now yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, was, I, I was sitting up at, late at night watching Karate Kid on the TV, and I was just I was trying my hardest to stay awake to watch Johnny and uh, Daniel's son fight at the end, you know, and... My son texts me. She's in labor. We had to go to El Paso, like right then. Load the truck, and we missed him by an hour being born. But no kidding. Yeah, it was. So that's it was pretty uh, cool. from. Are you still in the Springs, right? Yeah. So well, we're in Peyton. Yeah. So you're you're ten hours. Yeah, 10, yeah. It 10, was nine hours. I'm Crucius, where I grew up, you yeah. know, and so you go right to. I got wow. to visit with a bunch of my friends down there. Good. One of my buddies from Cruces came over and met with me in El Paso, awesome. and um, and my then I got another one that's. Uh, that is playing college football and another one that uh just got done wrestling in college and he he got out and he is in electrical apprenticeship now oh, good in for the him. springs and good for him so yeah everybody's doing everybody's doing really good everybody's yeah i got a 14 really year old i got her for four more years i was telling willie <laughs> i'm cutting back on my hunting schedule next year just oh, because yeah. i you know all the volleyball all this all the basketball and tracks those are the three sports she's doing now i just don't want to miss any <laughs> dude i'll tell you we've got one more year of lane playing football mm-hmm. and i mean i've been a football dad for the last 20 years right dang near mm-hmm. you know and all of my hunting for all the time that you've known me has been scheduled around football games right and all there's times where I've been driving back from from Kansas to Central Colorado, and then back to Kansas right. the next day. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I'm not gonna know what to do myself. Yeah. You know? Where's he playing college football? Western Colorado. Oh, really? Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, he's. That's awesome. He's doing. That's awesome. He's doing good, man. He's doing good. Well, it's good to see you, dude. It's good to see you. I'm sorry that I jumped in here and uh, interrupted. We were, glad you we, did. Were, we were just, uh, we just really kind of just going down memory lane anyway. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. Willie? Yep. We'll wrap this baby up. Perfect. We've been going for an hour and 22 minutes. I'm sure people are tired of listening to us talk. All but it's right. good to see you, Danny. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. And thanks for listening, you guys. As always, we encourage you to find your wild. Find what inspires you. Embrace it. God bless, and we'll see you down the trail.